we're back. Welcome to Ponderings from the Porch, Jesus, Bible, and Current Events, Battling the Spiritual Wickedness in High Places, One Podcast at a Time. Let me see, let me check my watch here. We have been gone for 15 months now. Ponderings from the Porch was a uh, short-lived video series uh, from JesusForSinners.com back in July of 2017. We were looking for a way to produce more content more quickly. We've put out, if you've been following our website at all, that's JesusForSinners.com, you know that we've put out lots and lots of media over the years, lots of videos, um, audio dramas. We've even published books and CDs and DVDs. Um, But unfortunately, people's schedules have been very, very busy and getting busier. Uh, We were actually working on an audio drama Another one earlier this year, 28, well, last year, I guess now, 2018. And I think we started in March or April and we got about 75% of the way through and everybody's schedules just got really busy and they haven't been unbusy. And so we released uh, that audio drama, it's called Dry Places, as an illustrated dialogue novel. It's actually out on the Google Play bookstore and we even made an app so that it'd be easier to read it. And that's out on the Google Play App Store uh, as well. And I think, I'm still thinking we can turn that into at least an audio book, if not an audio drama. But uh, trying to get everybody's schedules, it's really super hard. Uh, But we want to do things because there's a lot of stuff going on. And the premise of that audio drama actually was with all the things that we see in the world, you know, so we know people are evil. Uh, That's why Jesus needed to come and die for us and rise again and save us. But with all the stuff that's going on, what is really going on? And the Bible talks about, you know, our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And so it's important to kind of see that that is what's really happening and what's driving all this, because things that seem innocuous to us, and trivial and you know just because we've become so accustomed to it sometimes we can lose sight of how serious these things are because it is a spiritual warfare that's going on and the devil hasn't retired and he and his minions are out there causing all sorts of trouble and uh, exacerbating the wickedness that people already want to do naturally and so you you kind of uh, we we um, miss sometimes the nefarious nature of what we see uh, in the headlines. And so the Dry Places story kind of covered that. Um, And so that's what we were doing with Ponderings from the Porch last year also. Um, But uh, we put it out on YouTube, and they were kind of short, seven or eight minutes, And but it's video. And there was just talking and not a lot to look at. And, you know, after a minute or two, people stop watching video. Um, But podcasting. People tend to listen to podcasts longer. Uh, They typically range from 20 to 30 minutes. I don't know if we'll go that long. Um, But I read something just last night. Uh, Nielsen Ratings uh, found that uh, half of American households, half, 60 million households, have someone in them that listens to podcasts. That's incredible to me. Um, And also they listen through uh, to the whole thing. So it's because uh, it's more passive. People are out jogging or driving or doing whatever, and they can just listen. But it's uh, it seemed like a good way to try to get this information into people's uh, ears 
and so they can just be aware. I'm I'm checking over my recorder because um, we've actually tried. This is the third attempt at this episode, and so I don't know if it's uh, the enemy not wanting this information getting out or me uh, having forgotten completely how to do anything with audio. Um, so or maybe some of both. But so hopefully this time it'll work. Otherwise, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take this as a sign. Um, so, um, so yeah, so we wanted to kind of start this up again and especially since, uh, things are still going on and I think we're going to see even more going on than has been in the last year or so. Uh, I saw something the other day actually, um, and this story was around, I'm bringing it up on my computer. Um, the story was floating around a couple of news websites, but Stevens college, have you heard about this? Stevens College is an all-women's college in Columbia, Missouri, and they actually have a really long history. They were they've been around since 1833. That's extraordinary. Um, and it was originally founded as Columbia Female Academy, and then something went wrong in 1855, and they don't go into it. But the academy closed, but they started it up again right away under the name Columbia Female Baptist Academy. And they've had, uh, so it was biblically based. They had, uh, in 1921, someone named Jesse Burrall came in and brought in the Burrall Bible class. And it was so popular, not just with the students at Stevens, but the students at University of Missouri uh, would go to the college to attend these classes. In fact, Stevens' logo they even have it on their main webpage here, um, Deo et Veritati, for God and for truth. Um, so you can kind of see their history. Unfortunately, they made some recent history uh, just in the last week or so uh, by announcing that starting in the fall of 2019, they are going to be accepting transgendered men into their college. So men who think they're women. Um, so, uh, so much for that God and truth thing. Um, there's some basic biology that's being missed out because no matter how much that guy thinks that he's a woman, he's got 37 trillion cells in his body, all with a Y chromosome, screaming male, male, male. So there's some basic truth and basic science that's being missed out here. Um, but the, the, just to extend this, um, ridiculousness even farther, if a transgendered woman, a biological female who thinks she's a man tries to apply to the school, she will be rejected because she thinks she's a man. Now, I don't know what you do with those, what do they call them? The polar something or other who's, they change their mind on which gender they are every couple of days or whatever it is. Uh, I don't know what they do with them, give them flexible schedules, or I, I don't know how they're handling that. But it just, it's, so we've seen this isn't, obviously isn't the first time something like this has happened. But the thing um, that's important about this is that it is, it is a continued attack on God's created order and God as creator. Um, and if, and so you can go all the way back to, you know, when the theory of evolution started. And talk about insulting Chuck Missler pointed this out that, you know, idolatry is bad enough trying to credit some false God uh, who's actually a demon 
Uh, the Bible, Old and New Testaments talk about this, that false gods are actually demons and people that worship false gods are worshiping demons. So it's bad enough to attribute God's creation to a demon, but evolution is like the consummate insult because it says that nothing at all created everything. Who needs God? This stuff can just happen by accident. Creation isn't such a hard thing. It doesn't require anything. But if we look at Romans 1, and if you're familiar with our website and the videos we've produced, we've talked about Romans 1 a lot because there's a lot in Romans 1 uh, that has to do with our times. Um, but Romans 1 particularly talks about God as creator and what happens to people who reject God as creator. Um, if you look at verse, starting in verse 20, actually starting in verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So the creation is how God makes himself evident to people and how God can be understood and it shows his power in Godhead. And so rejecting God as creator rejects and is an affront to God's power and his Godhead, his Godness. But since the creation is all around us, people don't have an excuse for saying they don't know who God is. But it's interesting, if you keep reading in Romans 1, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. So they can see this creation, but they didn't glorify him for it. Neither were thankful. They didn't thank God for this. Far from it, they insult God by saying he wasn't involved in this. He doesn't even exist. And even if they'll acknowledge the God of the Bible, a lot of people don't like the God of the Bible because uh, they don't like his rules. If we go on in verse 21 now, but became vain in their imagination. So vain, like part of that is, you know, pointless, but it's also like prideful because people wanted to believe their own imaginations about where the creation came from. And so that the rest of that verse, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. So God will turn people over to their sins if they want him to. The rest of this uh, chapter talks about that. But verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And isn't that the case? People who believe in evolution or people who want to change God's created order when it comes to gender uh, and who people actually are, they think they're really smart. And people who believe the Bible, they look down on those people as being stupid uh, and uninformed and unintelligent and, you know, behind the times or unenlightened, whatever it is. So, and then it goes on and incidentally and interestingly, the, the next part of Romans 1 talks about how God is willing to uh, turn them over to homosexuality uh, of all things. So isn't that interesting to kind of see where we are with this? And so as God turned uh, this uh, this country, this society over to that, well, um, that's pretty obvious to see. And so you see this affront to God as creator that even biology, so even if you want to be scientific about this, this is what's really funny to me. For so long, um, the, you know, 
God-hating intelligentsia, uh, professing themselves wise people, would look down on Christians for being stupid, for believing this stuff. But now we can look at the actual science. You can look at chromosomes on a human being and see that they are biologically male or female. And it's these supposed enlightened people that ignore science and say, no, a man is really a woman and a woman's really a man and men can give birth. And I mean, all this stuff, it's like, wow, that isn't, that isn't even scientific. Um, but because it's anti-God and it's an affront to God, people are willing to say something so blatantly unintelligent. And so when you look at the motivation behind this, again, we go back to the principalities and the powers. This is spiritual warfare. Why are people willing to be stupid? Why are they willing to ignore fact? The same people that claim to be proponents of science and proponents of knowledge and truth are very willing to ignore it. And so is this God turning them over to this this delusion, this desire of their heart? If they want to ignore God, he'll let them go as far as they want to go and be as ridiculous as they want to be. But that just distances them even farther from God's salvation because they don't want anything to do with him. They won't even acknowledge him. And so all this is bad enough. But now you've probably seen lately how they're really going after children with this. And so it's been going on for a couple few years now that they've been teaching this in schools. And in some places it's mandatory to teach this, that men can be women and women can be men. And they're even encouraging children. There's been a remarkable spike in the number of children um, teenagers, young teens, especially that are identifying as, um, you know, the opposite gender from which they were born. Now, part of this, and, and even some secular psychiatrists have noted this, that part of this is because they get attention. They are admired by their peers for being so brave. They have the activist industry and all the adults behind that who encourage this. Um, people become famous. They get on television. They get books written about them. They get, you know, their own video series or TV shows. Uh, we've seen that over the last few years, these children. And so, and then you have the, I don't know if you've seen this with the uh, drag queens in libraries reading stories to little, small children. I mean, you're talking three, four, five, six-year-old children. In these, what kind of parent would take their kid to something like this? Um, but again, it's the normalization of sin. It's the trivialization of sin. Same thing the devil did in the Garden of Eden, right? God said, told Adam and Eve, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or you would surely die. What did the devil say? Oh, you won't surely die. So minimizing the impact of sin. And, of course, directly contradicting God and basically calling him a liar. Just like we see with so many things today, but this gender thing is just one example of that. God says, man and woman. He created the man and woman. It's very obvious to see which is which. Uh, genetically, scientifically, we can see which is which. People go, eh, God doesn't know what he's talking about. And so... Um, so we see this continuing, and now I just saw, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to name names on this, 
because I don't want to give this person and his parents and everybody else behind him any more publicity. But I guess on Good Morning America, so this is coast-to-coast television, um, just a couple weeks ago, I think it was, there's this kid, this 11-year-old boy who dresses up in drag, who professes to be gay, and apparently he's been doing this since at least 10, and he like puts on drag shows. He put on a drag show at a gay club in New York City where they were people were throwing money at him. He's 10 years old. What is going on with this? If someone was doing this to a kid in a park by your house, you would call the police. You would call the police. They had this kid on television, and he's prancing around like a stripper. And people are just fawning over him. The host, Michael Strahan, was on there. It's like, this guy's a former football player. What is, I mean, really, really? If some guy in a dress walked into an NFL locker room, uh, what would the reception be? I don't know how Michael's explaining himself to his old colleagues. But but he's like, yeah, anyway. Everybody was all smiling. Everyone in the audience is clapping for this kid. His parents are there just beaming and talking about how wonderful it is that he's found his calling. I'm like, man, you're, the calling for your kid is to dance around like a stripper at a gay club? You have to aim higher. I mean, really. And so, like I said, I don't want to give too much information about this because I don't want to promote this person. And, you know, you pray, you pray that someone will come into his life or God will turn on a light in his head and he will realize that this is just crazy wrong. And uh, people are encouraging him to do this. And so you remember what Jesus said about those who would teach these little ones to sin or lead these little ones into sin. Yikes, man. Uh, Jesus said it'd be better for them if they hadn't, if they had a millstone tied around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. Um, so, but you can see this attack because the devil's already got most of the grown-ups in this country. And so now getting to the children. And so aside from um, pushing this perversion and this normalization of sin, we go back to God as creator. And so even young children are being taught that God's created order is not acceptable, or at the very least, if people don't like the way God did things, they can just change it. They can decide for themselves to just change it. Well, think about that, because God gave us commandments as well. And so, does the same mindset apply? Sure. If you don't like God's commandment on greed, if you don't like God's commandment on pride or fornication, or divorce, or anger, or whatever else, if you don't like it, just ignore it. Come up with your own commandments, your own rules, as long as they make you happy and make you feel fulfilled. And so that's the deception. And that's the really scary thing behind this, because once a person can talk themselves into ignoring God, they only have to learn that lesson one time. Now they've done the mental gymnastics to sear their conscience now they can apply that to any other sin that comes along. And they get farther and farther away from God. And, um, and the devil just leads them down the path to hell because uh, um, misery loves company. And so the devil's trying to take as many people with him as possible. But I, I, I want to call these things out because we have to notice what's behind all this stuff. Um, and as it gets more and more pervasive and 
as um, the political pendulum swings uh, be, as it in, invariably does. Um, I think you're going to see more of this. And so we have a, we'll talk about this next time, but we have a presidential election. That's, um, the campaign has already started. Can you believe it? There's over 600 days until the presidential election and people are already doing things. Like I said, we'll talk about that next time. Um, but this is, this is just an illustration. These stories are just an illustration of how the spiritual battle goes and how the systematic denying of God and who he is and what he has done and the way he has ordered things, including his commandments, um, to show that, uh, that God isn't good in the eyes of a lot of people. And that's what, that's what the devil wants to get into people's heads, that God can be ignored and uh, those people who do trust in God and do believe that God's commandments are good and the things that God has done is good, and the salvation he offers is good. Well, those people are just crazy, and they're out on this fringe, and they just want to keep you from being who you are and doing what you want to do. And so um, don't go along with this stuff. Don't take your kids to some drag queen library reading time, please. Uh, <laughs> don't watch TV shows that are promoting this stuff because these shows and these, these things, they make money by you watching because you contribute to their, uh, their ratings. And that that's what determines their ad revenue. So we don't need to be entertained by this ridiculous stuff. We should be aware of it. And the Bible even says we should rebuke these things, rebuke them gently, but we should reprove these things. And so, but we have to be aware of the battle that's going on. And that's, that's the message we want to try to get across. And so as we uh, look more and more into this, um, uh, we'll, we'll try to call out uh, more of these things and see what the Bible has to say about these things, right? Uh, because even uh, it's interesting talking about Sodom and Gomorrah because we have a story of this in the Bible. And if you look in Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49, it's really interesting because it says, uh, behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom, pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. So the sin of Sodom was not just that this stuff was going on, but that it was condoned by the society. People were so prideful, they just thumb their nose at God and do these things out in the open just like we do in this country now. Fullness of bread. You know what? We're a rich country too. Uh, no matter how many people scream poverty, go to anywhere else in the world, and the average person in the United States has a lot better than the average person anywhere else. Abundance of idleness. How much time do we spend on entertainment? And so it, you can see the same thing 4,000 years later. And then if we look in Jude, verse 7, it's really interesting. Uh, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner gave themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Why does everybody know about Sodom and Gomorrah, even people who aren't Christians? Because they're an example that God has set forth. And uh, because they gave themselves over to fornication, well, we've been parading fornication around 
in this country since the sexual revolution of the 1960s. And going after strange flesh, uh, everybody's out of the closet nowadays. Um, but we have an example. So again, we don't have an excuse. And there are consequences. The vengeance of eternal fire. And that's what we're talking about. So these battles to indoctrinate people and trivialize sin, the end result is they wind up in hell forever, which is tragic because God provided a way for them not to wind up in hell. Uh, and he offers it every day, even to people that are so deep in their sins as the people we've been talking about. God still, because God grants repentance, God turns people from their sins, any sin, and he gives them an obedient faith in Jesus so that they embrace the commands of God. They want to obey him because they trust him and they appreciate the salvation that Jesus has provided for us. The tragedy is that even with that being offered to people, people still go their own way and reject God and they wind up in hell forever. And that is the spiritual battle. And so the driver behind all these wicked things is the enemy and people's sinful nature. Uh, but the result is eternal fire. And so that's why uh, it's important to call these things out. That's going to do it for today. Hopefully we'll be back again soon. Hopefully this will last a little longer than the last one. Tell your friends about it. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can reach us at podcast at jesusforsinners.com. That's podcast at jesusforsinners.com. Uh, tell your friends about it. If we uh, get enough people listening in on a regular basis, and I know I'm not just sitting here talking to myself, um, then we'll keep this going. and That'll be a good thing because there's a lot, to, a lot going on, a lot to talk about. Thank you very much for tuning in. God bless everybody. Goodbye.